Good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing today? Hey, for those who uh, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting yet, uh, my name is Pastor Ross, the campus pastor here uh, for Life Church. It is a great privilege and honor. Today, this morning, joining me on stage are uh, a bunch of wonderful ladies who serve in different various capacities here at Life Church, but most importantly, in their own families. Uh, we have my mom down here on your left. Uh, she, she got prayed over a lot as she was raising me um, and wouldn't be here where I am today without her or her prayers, that's guaranteed. Um, she is a mom of six kids. How many grandkids? We only have three now. Oh, four, yikes, okay. Four, um, and then there's obviously there's going to be more plenty down the road, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, so she's going to be representing the the, the mom of uh, adult uh, kids and and grandparent almost. And then we have Jan Grant here as well. She is a there you go. She is a, a mom of a blended family. Uh, for those of you who uh, know what that is, and, and we'll be able to hear more about them as well. And then we have Sarah here to my left, uh, and uh, yeah, give it up. Sarah is, uh, is representing the single mothers here in the room. And then we have Michaela here at the end. And uh, Michaela is a new mom. Ella is four, 15. I almost said 14, I was so close. Okay, 15 months. So she's representing the new moms here in the room uh, this morning. So we have a great panel. We got questions that I'm gonna ask uh, them and we're just gonna get into it. Um, but I wanted this to just to be a, a day that we can really honor the, the women in our lives. And I thought no better way than doing a panel discussion essentially. So uh, there will be probably questions that you may have for them after you hear some of their stories, but uh, you can ask them after service because I got a service to get through. <laughs> uh, but uh, with that being said, I want to just kind of uh, open it up to anybody, but just share a little bit about your, um, your motherhood experience thus far in, in, uh, in how, how that's impacted you? Like, got any great stories? Well, you can start with a funny story. Mom, I'm sure you got plenty. I was your child. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, well, boys turned my life upside down. So I had four girls, then two boys. And um, I have two stories that are with my uh, boys. Um, one day we were in the kitchen, and her, his older brother threw flour at me. I'm like, really? No. So I took a handful and threw it back at him. Next thing you know, we were all covered from head to toe in flour. All I could see is the little brown eyes. That's my story with the boys, because they, you know, I'm like, no way, you're not throwing flour at me. And um, then with my girls, my little, my, my youngest girl um, had chicken pox really bad, and it snowed, you know, the real pretty white fluffy snow that's all over the trees. It's amazing. Well, we wanted to make a snowman, and I'm like, we can't go outside and play. So I brought in a huge bucket of snow, and we made a snowman in the bathtub. So those are my fun memories of my kids. Amen. Jan, what you got? So I am a mother of five. Three are mine, two are Phil's. And um, I was just something I knew when I was a little girl being a mom was 
what I wanted more than anything. And I wanted six kids at least. Um, didn't work out that way, but I do have five and um, it's such a blessing. And Nikki, <laughs> she loves to ride horses and I love because there's so many horse people here at the church. And she wanted to start doing lessons. I had her in gymnastics and ballet. I wanted her to do the frou-frou girly thing. And she was like, mom, I want to ride horses. And I'm like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> so she signed up for some lessons down the street. And um, I thought, well, I'm going to have to do this too because I want to do it with her. And so, <laughs> so we would, I'm not, so anybody that, rides horses knows, I mean, when you grow up with them and you're experienced, you're very comfortable around them. I'm not. I'm not comfortable around them. They scare me, but I still wanted to do it so I could do it with her. And so we would go ride at um, Strawtown, and I'd say, now, don't go too fast. I said, you know, just let's just walk them and just have fun and enjoy it. And she would take off. Well, the horse that I was on would naturally take off, too. And... I saw myself just like getting ready to just fly off of this horse. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, dear God, please don't let me fly off this horse. And she's laughing, just going as fast as she can. And I'm just, I never did get hurt, but I was terrified that I was going to fly off of that horse. But um, it worked out. She had to load all the horses. I would have nothing to do with it. She had to saddle them. She had to do all of it. I said, I just don't know how to do it. So you're going to have to do that for me. And so we just, we had so much fun. I mean, that was such a precious time in my life was riding with her, even though I was terrified. And so, but yeah, my kids are just, they're my life. That's good. Being Amen. a mom is just the best. Amen. Love it. Sarah, what, what great stories you got. Jace's your child, so I know you have some stories. That's true. Um, so I'm a mother of two. Jace is 12 and Madeline is 6. Um, I would say, honestly, the biggest thing that I can think of, and it's kind of like, oh my gosh, how did this even happen? Um, Madeline was a newborn, and she decided to change her diaper on the couch. Um, and she had pooped, and <laughs> it was just a complete disaster. My aunt was there helping me, and I got her all cleaned up, and then I went to go put her new diaper on, and then she just started pooping more. And it was like never-ending poop for Madeline. <laughs> um, so that's my fun story with her. And then Jace, oh goodness, so... We were at a, back, a baseball tournament, and um, we were riding a golf cart around. And for some odd reason, Jace thought it would just be the greatest idea to jump off the golf cart while it was moving. And he saw another game to play. So he opened his hand up really good and had rocks all in it, but he still played his baseball game. There we go. Yes. Love it. Awesome. Michaela? Um, so Ella, our 15-month-old daughter, was our sweet little surprise blessing. James and I were actually um, in the final stages of the foster care licensure, licensure process when we found out we were expecting her. Um, so it's just a testimony to God's 
goodness and his faithfulness and his timing. Um, but I'd say that my favorite recent story of Ella, because having a 15-month-old, there's a different story every hour. Um, <laughs> But it's when we found out she's a really good climber. Um, we were unloading groceries in our kitchen a couple weeks ago, and you know, we think we have the kitchen baby-proofed. James is really proud of all the little magnetic locks he's placed on everything. We're like, cool, we can turn our back for five minutes to unload the groceries. Wrong. Um, we were unloading the groceries, and all of a sudden I heard this crunching sound. And I turned around really slowly to James, where's Ella? And we turned around and she was sitting on top of the kitchen table eating an apple. <laughs> so that was kind of how we found the new thing that we need to try baby proofing. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Love hearing these stories. Um, I want to cover seven or seven or eight different areas. I'm going to talk a little bit about spiritual life, discipline, instruction, family routine, loving hospitality, service, and perspective. Um, so we're going to try to get through all these different areas in the next 24 minutes or so. Um, and I want to start with spiritual life because I believe it is, I mean, that, that's the foundation of what it, what it is to be a parent, let alone a, a, a mother. So um, open the, I'm going to open this up to really any of you, whoever wants to answer it, but what or how have you grown your spiritual life as a mom and, and what were or were there any specific verses, books, Bibles, or podcasts, or whatever that you would do that would enhance that, that, that helped you grow your spiritual life? Um, for me, I've always, we've always served. We've always raised our kids in the, in the church from the time they were little all the way through. Um, for me, my husband and I, we're always, we always served. So, like, I... I started out and I had, um, I was a Sunday school teacher for many years, so, you know, through the seasons and stuff like that. Um, and then I did MOPS, which is a mothers of preschooler program that I was a leader for. Then I did women's ministries and I did all the church camps. So we were incredibly, incredibly active. Um, but how did I grow? I mean, I remember all the different stages. I've, I guess I've always, I'm a Mary. You know, if I'm a Martha or Mary, I'm a Mary. Um, thankfully, my husband is very task-oriented. It allows me to be a Mary um, because there are so many things that you need to do as a mother. Um, but I've always had a heart for God at a young age. Like, I grew up in an alcoholic home, so I would walk to church by myself. And um, thankfully, I had a teenage friend that, you know, took me to church. And without that... <laughs> I didn't know I'd get so emotional here, but I don't know how I would have ever made it through life without the Lord. And he's always been first and foremost in my life. And um, the one scripture that comes to my mind really is uh, Joshua 1.9, um, which is, I, I usually have this memorized, but I'm a little nervous today, um, is uh, meditate the importance of meditating on the word of God. Um, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is in it, and then you will have success. So really, God's word, that's it. That's my life. I mean, everything, and there are so many things. Gosh, I could go on forever about this, but um, 
the power of a praying wife, power of a praying parent, power of a praying woman, all scripture, praying God's scripture, God's word. You know, um, his word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. So God's word is, is really what I've always modeled my life on. And I've done that through so many ways, Joyce Meyer, through all kinds of Bible studies. Oh, I'm a lifelong learner, so I've, every book you could imagine to read on parenting, I've done. Every Bible study I could do with Beth Moore and Joyce Meyer and, and so forth. Any, um, so anyway, I've always, um, I've always been seeking to put him first in my life in everything I do and say. So um, that's it for me. So I um, didn't didn't grow up like that, nor did I um, start in church. So I was like, um, Nikki was a year old when I was really convicted of having her in church, and then my son was 10. So it was really difficult to get him to want to start going to church. I mean, the younger you get them in church, the better, obviously. But... um, I, I just really, the growth process was a little different for me because I, I didn't have the understanding and um, I didn't have like the leadership in my home as well. Uh, my ex-husband did not go to church, so I was trying to figure it out as I went and so I would look towards other older women that were good mentors and that helped a lot. And when I had Alex, I really threw myself in the children's ministry because he was such a handful that no one else could watch him. So I just, I had to be the one in Sunday school and do all the kids stuff because I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm putting that on somebody else. So <laughs> we love you, Alex. <laughs> but he, he has grown into an incredible teenager. So he's, been, he's been such a blessing. Um, but you know, I love the scripture that children are a blessing of the Lord, and I take it so seriously because my kids are just my heart. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Did either of you guys have anything you wanted to put in? <laughs> okay. Um, I have always been really type A, like a planner. I like to know what I'm doing before I have to be doing it. Um, So before motherhood, I was, you know, reading and researching, and there's just really nothing that can prepare you for it. Um, You know, you can read all the books, you can watch all the videos and things, but there's really nothing that can prepare you for it. But I think there's something really special that the Lord does in your heart um, when you become a mom or a spiritual mom. And um, I was just talking to James the other day. I was like, God has used Ella to be such a great accountability in my life. And um, like I was telling you, I was like, you know, if, if I want her to be a reader, she has to see me reading. If I want her to go outside and enjoy being outside and not be, you know, sitting behind a screen, I have to go outside and she has to see me doing these things. And the same goes for my relationship with the Lord. If I want her to know the Lord, I need to be modeling that for her. Um, And so I think just surrounding yourselves with other mothers and women um, that are are spiritual mothers in your life to help reflect that and grow you and challenge you is is also just as important. Amen. That's that's wonderful. 
Uh, I want to I want to transition to talking a little bit about family re- routine. I know I'm sure it looks different for all of you with the different stages and and whatnot and experiences you've had as a mother. But um, you know, I would say one thing that often I've heard about always is as I'm going through premarital counseling, it has been you know prioritize your marriage, prioritize your marriage, prioritize your marriage. And then people are like, once you have kids, it's going to be really hard, but you need to prioritize your marriage. So what are some, what are some things that maybe you guys have done that, that, have, done, that have helped with that um, to be accountable in that, I guess? I, so James and I have heard this I just so recently. Everyone um, that loves us has poured into us and said, go on your date nights, go on your date nights. Okay, we will. Um, and then you get into the beginning stages of motherhood and you're like, when? When are we, it has to be a priority. So one thing um, we were talking about is to not sleep on the stay at home date nights um, and those things. So, you know, sitting on the couch, watching a movie or picking up an old board game. I think right now in the season of life we're in, it's just most accessible to do that for us. Um, But still also, scheduling those date nights where you get someone that loves your kids to come in and love on them while you get to go go out and love on each other is super too but don't sleep on those stay-at-home date nights those can be just as fun wonderful awesome i know for me um when phil and i got together and uh, his girls moved in with us um, we had three teenage girls in the house myself phil and alex and one bathroom and so it was pretty hectic. But we would always, Phil would come in and say, hey, let's, let's take off the Cheesecake Factory. We would just get dessert and coffee, and it would give us time to have those conversations uh, alone because you have a house full of kids. It's a little bit harder. And we would find time that we would also pay the kids to go out to dinner. So we would send them <laughs> off because they were, we had, Drivers, so it's like, but you have to take Alex too. That's a part of the equation there. So <laughs> they would have to take Alex along too. And um, but yeah, we had to we had to work it out because it's so important to have those times. I mean, you have to you have to put that relationship first. You have you, you have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and Phil has just been an incredible example for my children, and he just my kids just love him, respect him. Um, when he came into our lives, we didn't have that. So to have that has just been an incredible blessing. He prays with us and loves on us. He's loved my kids like his own. And um, so just blending all that together has just been incredible. Mm-hmm. And same with his kids. I, when they they lived with us and stuff, so they looked to me for advice and, and stuff as well, which was mm-hmm. so nice. But we, we had a great time. Good. Uh, Sarah, I want to ask you this question. How have uh, activities, sports, academics, music, whatever, been beneficial to your children? Beneficial to my children? Are they beneficial? I assume they are. So that was Jace's life. Um, and 
I would say probably when we found out that Ross was opening this campus, there was just a shift. Um, Jace decided, well, I would say we decided as a family, like, let's put our focus on something different. Um, so we stepped back. Um, Jace, we actually started going to church with him when he was six or nine months old. And we went pretty consistent and then fell out a little bit. Um, but I mean, he's been in church for quite some time. So he, he has that little foundation there. Um, so sports can definitely be a distraction. Sure. Um, but it has pushed him to be a better person. Jace that I'm seeing, seeing now. Yeah. yeah. To be a better person, um, I'm going to expose Jace real quick. I, Jace, by the way, is in our production room, so he's probably back there shaking his head at me. But uh, he, I went to his baseball game last night for a little bit, and I was, I was late because I was working on things. And I get up, I, I walk up, and he's up at bat, and, you know, it's ball, 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 ball. It was a ball. Ump called a strike, and and then strike, strike, strikes out. Jace leans down, draws a line in the dirt. I was like, that was a ball, basically saying that to the ump. And the ump ejected him last night. I was like, Jace, I don't know if sports are good for you. Uh, no, but it was actually really funny. So uh, that's funny. Uh, Let me just tell you, so previously, Jace would have mouthed off and just really escalated in that situation. That's why. It yeah. just like drew the line. He didn't mouth off, but it's like, hey, ump, like you need to open your eyes. Um, I was proud of him because he did not mouth off. <laughs> proud of him because he got ejected. Uh, just kidding. Hey, uh, I want to transition to instruction a little bit. Um, what what are you know what are ways that you did things you did or, or whatever that helped you to teach your children about God, or, or how did you teach your children about God? Am I on? Yeah. Um, my daughter, my oldest daughter, it was on her Mother's Day thing just recently, and um, she said that I chased her out to the bus stop with my devotional. It wasn't about, <laughs> like, I don't remember that. But I, but I made sure we did devotions every morning before school. <laughs> I, I didn't remember that at all. But um, I always had worship music on and the Donut Man. I don't know if you guys remember that. It's been a long time. Oh, yeah. But the Donut Man had so much scripture in his songs, and they just had such a great beat. So I always had worship music on. You know, there's power in praise. Amen. So we always had worship music on all the time. So like that was one way um, I did. So awesome. Um, I want to, we got four more, four more topics to hit on real quick. So I want to, I want to transition again to discipline. Um, and this may look really different for each of you. Um, but what, what did you learn as a mother about discipline and correction as you parented multiple children. So for those who have multiple children, you could speak to this. So well, I'll go first. So I will say that is where I fall short is discipline. 
I could just have two kids and they would come out and they would just mimic everything I did. Uh, just, you know, listen to everything. And so one thing that I would do different, I would start disciplining sooner, like when they're super cute at two or three. I thought, oh, I can't spank them at that. You know, they're too little and cute. So I did not learn my lesson the first time around, so I'm really struggling with my uh, wonderful little Madeline. Uh, but I have learned over the past year um, to discipline out of love. Um, Devin Norick sat down with me, and he was like, it's okay to spank your kids, Sarah. And I'm like, okay. He said, you do it out of love. The Bible talks about it. They're going to bond with them. Um, and this makes them a lover. So just hugging them and cuddling with them, that's my thing. Um, and then I've also learned to just be very, or I'm learning to be gentle. Um, going through the freedom Bible study, that has been a life changer for me. Um, and I can't thank Lynn enough. I know she's in the nursery, but um, I want to just tell Kate and Teresa for sharing with me everything and everyone in this church for helping me a better mom. We love you. <laughs> um, I want to I wanna ask the question because I think this is something that maybe gets overlooked or not talked about enough. Uh, and I think each of you could probably talk to this, but how did motherhood provide opportunities to share your faith with others? Go ahead, Michaela. Yeah. Um, being a working mother and being a teacher who's also a mother, um, being, being able to share motherhood with the parents of my students humanized me. Um, it allowed them and I to connect on a deeper level just this past week. It was such, such an answer to prayer. I was having a conversation with a mom of a student who was really struggling in my class. Um, and I was just able to share with her that every day I am praying for your student. And she said, I am too. Um, so we just had that, that connection and were able to share that, um, that prayers, prayer is powerful and that um, we were both standing in prayer together as a united force. Um, and yes, yes, I would say Good. about that. Amen. Mom, <laughs> let me see your mic real quick. Oh, there you go. Okay. Sorry. I did so good. Anyway. Um, for me, I think a lot of people look to me because I have so many kids. And because I've gone through almost everything with so many different personalities. So right now I'm a middle school teacher. So for me, um, I, I, I really uh, sew into a lot of parents of struggling teens uh, and say, hey, they're going to grow up. They're going to mature. And then I, then I opens up the door for me to share my story with some of my kids. So uh, um, I, think, I think what you said earlier about modeling, you know, be, being a, mo how people watch us, right? 
so they see how we are and what we do. And I think that more so than anything, um, they're, they're like, wow, you know, why did, you know, how do we react, you know, in this situation? I think it's so important because then that shows Jesus through our actions. So. Good. So I've always, I've always been um, a disciplinary where I, I just, I feel like I need to have that control. Um, Chris and Nikki were laid back, easygoing. So I thought, man, I really got this down. I mean, I really know how to be a mom. This is so easy. And I would see my other friends, you know, with their kids. I'm like, they just, they just don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. you know, they just don't. They just have no clue. And um, I'm just kind of walking on, on a cloud. Like, I really, I'm really good at this. Then I had Alex. <laughs> and he taught me what being a real mom was about. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I had, then I had to go to my friend and eat crow, and I said, yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry, but I kind of thought you were doing it wrong, but I need some help. <laughs> <laughs> so she really helped me a lot with, with different aspects of how to handle a kid with an engineer's brain. So busy, 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 and always doing, doing, doing. Um, Alex really taught me motherhood in a different perspective, for sure. So my heart just really was like, yeah, it was so wrong. Um, I just had my first two were just laid back, easy going kids, and Alex just had that engineer's brain. So it was just a different discipline and how you had, to, I mean, you have to handle all your kids differently, which you would know with six kids. They're all different. And when Amber and Amanda moved in with us, it was just, we had the same rules for everybody, but the discipline was different for everyone too because everybody reacted to things differently. But, you know, we, we definitely believed in spare the rod, spoil the child. So we, we believe in discipline for sure. So, um, yeah, we just had to do it according to personality. Good, good. Yeah, uh, you got something? Yeah. So it's funny that you asked. You're good. Okay. It's funny you asked that question because I work on Saturday, um, and Facebook is a great thing, and then it can be a not so great thing. But I have really enjoyed sharing with all of my friends um, Jason's journey and the growth that he has made with his relationship. Um, so I was talking to this client on the phone, and we're getting ready to get off the phone, and she said, hey, I just want to let you know I really love seeing your post about your son. She said, God is good. And I said, yes, he is. God is good all the time. And it just literally brought tears to my eyes. Um, and I just love shopping, just how much she has changed. And we literally tried everything. We tried medication, we tried counseling, and until we walked foot in this church and just gave it all to God and said, here it is, is when I saw the change in him. And slowly seeing it in me too. Amen. Love it. Love it. Um, also through premarital counseling, I've heard the term many a time, and it's, it's, uh, 
give, give your wife a house and she'll make it into a home. So I want to ask the question to you guys, what makes a home warm and inviting? Or just what makes a home? <laughs> okay, I'll start. I, for me, it's peace. Um, having a home just full of peace where kids can walk in, they know they're home. Your husband comes home, he knows he's home. And we are a place of home for our family. And I think we represent and we shine what our family sees is, and for me, it's peace and having uh, a home that is just built full of peace. And um, it's, I mean, it's, it's just it's as far as we can go and our home needs to be a place of peace. And we, we just really embrace that, Phil and I both do. And it, when the girls moved in with us too, we just really concentrated on what each kid, what, what they needed. And we really concentrated on that and provided that and just always wanted the kids to know this is, this is my home. And I feel at home and I'm loved and I'm welcomed here. And that's always meant a lot to me. Good. Um, I'll add to that a little bit. Um, our home has always been open. Anybody could walk in anytime they wanted. All of my kids' friends lived at our house practically. We raised a couple kids that kind of actually did move in. Um, True. But we always had people stay at our house. Like, so everybody felt very comfortable there. Um, we always showed unconditional love, and we always had food for the masses. So there you go. That's true. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, I got one last question uh, before we wrap up here. And... That is, is there, is there something you wish someone would have told you before motherhood? Well, I already said it earlier, but to discipline them with their cute <laughs> <laughs> For me, it would be really embracing the moments with my kids because the time goes so fast and I have so many people, especially like my dad, the time flies, time flies. You just don't really understand how much it flies until your kids are grown and that, that part is, you know, you just transition into their adult lives and Alex being our last one and graduating this year, uh, it's, it's surreal and it's, I, I just really, would like to go back and embrace and really each moment and really live, truly live in it. Amen. <laughs> Mother. Technology is not my thing. So, <laughs> and the, the importance of intention, intentionality and being present in their lives and to Sometimes as moms, we're so busy, we don't want to take the time to listen. So to me, that's huge. And then also the importance of date nights, which, you know, he struggled with because we had six kids, and who wants to watch six kids? But um, we always found time for each other, so. Good. Um, I would just say God first, family second, and let everything else fall into place. Oh, that's good. 
Good. Awesome. Um, I do have one last question for you. What is the greatest joy of being a mother? Yeah, you got to pick one. Yeah, I stumped you guys. <laughs> okay, here we go. Having your kids serve the Lord. Greatest joy. I mean, that's the most important thing of all. And I'm going to second that. I think, I think the greatest joy is seeing that, that what you have prayed for and the most important thing is their salvation and their love for the Lord. Amen. Love it. Yeah, I would say, um, I mean, I absolutely love watching Jace play baseball. I mean, I was probably more bummed about not doing travel baseball than he was, um, just because he enjoys it so much and he's really good. Um, but watching him be on fire and waking up at 6.30 in the morning so Ross can pick him up and be here at church at 7.00. That is probably the coolest thing ever, and he lets me sleep in, too, so I don't have to wake <laughs> him up and get him ready. <laughs> I love it. Yes. It's good. Um, I would say that just watching the goodness of God and um, his graciousness walking around on two little feet, it's, it's all glorifying and pointing back to him. Amen. That's good. Love it. Well, women, ladies, I um, am incredibly grateful that you said yes to the opportunity. Um, just be able to get to honor you guys and the rest of the women here in the room. The, these ladies have uh, great stories just in, in their own, and they have a lot more to tell. So if you have any questions or anything that comes about, just you know, pull them aside, ask them any questions. I'm sure they would be happy to talk more about it. Um, but I'm going to... I have one special thing uh, that I had set aside um, that's actually kind of for my own mother. She has no idea that it's coming. Um, and I thought, um, what's a Mother's Day without honoring my own mother um, in a very special way? So as she talked about, she has six kids. She talked about the oldest that she chased out of the house with devotionals. Um, and... That same sister serves very, very uh, uniquely and in great ways at her church down in Florida. We don't see her very often, but um, she actually, for Mother's Day, was in a mom's panel as well for her mother, uh, for their Mother's Day, for their church down there. And I have a video of her segment that I wanted to share with you guys as well to honor my mom, but also for my own mother. And uh, we'll get the stage ready to get back to worship. But it's about five-minute video. So if you will, just play this video, and we'll get right to it. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us, share with a friend, and hit subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you stream your podcasts. Our mission is simple. Come to life, connect to grow, find your purpose, make a difference. Thanks for listening to the Life Church Podcast.